Welcome to Untitled Van Life Project, the podcast. I'm Amy, and I've got my little cup of coffee sitting next to me named Caleb. Oh, I'm the cup of coffee. <laughs> You're the and cup then of coffee. you also have a cup of coffee. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. We'll clink our little mugs together. Can you hear this? These mugs are from Moab, too. Uh, yeah, Moab. Moab-inspired mugs, which is where we are. We are in Moab, mm-hmm. sitting on the roof of our van in the sun in the late morning. Late morning, which yeah. Which is pretty much morning, morning. for us. <laughs> our, our timeline has drastically changed. No, it has. hasn't drastically. Well, it's but. been weird because I definitely thought with daylight savings and the sun rising earlier, like the sun rises before 7 a.m. now, definitely thought I'd be getting up earlier than I have been. I'm a little surprised. Well, the problem is we've been back and forth between time zones the last, like, in March and beginning of April. True. We've been, like, daylight savings switched over, and then we were in daylight savings, and we went to Arizona where they don't do daylight savings. So right now they're on, right now they're in the Pacific time zone. We went back to Pacific Mm -hmm. for a while, and then at that time we were waking up at, like, 7.30, like, right when the sun was rising. When? In Arizona. That was pre-daylight savings. Uh, no, that was, I don't know. It's a lot. <laughs> it, it, it gets a lot. And now since we're in Moab, um, which is high desert, though you don't want to call it the desert because it doesn't categorize itself as We a talked desert. about this, yeah. Yeah, we've been talking about if Moab is technically a, a desert I'll or have not. to fact check that and I'll put it in the show notes, but Who's I... our fact check guy? Alfredo? No. Arnold? Um, it's Aaron? A, Aaron. Aaron Rogers. Aaron Rogers. Is our fact check guy. Yes, he's the and Jeopardy host. And all the facts that he checks for us, he then makes it into a Jeopardy question yeah. when he hosts. Uh, Aaron Rogers, can you please check that uh, what, if Moab <laughs> is considered a desert, and then what part, what desert is it in? I really, sure. I really hope that this continues and this joke of Aaron Rogers being <laughs> our fact check guy, and, and then, then maybe one day he will be. And then maybe one day our podcast will make it as a jeopardy question Ooh, i see you i see you it'll be what is the best podcast in the world no my guess Who is what is untitled Life <laughs> project the podcast yes no i'm guessing that moab's not a desert because i think it doesn't hit i think it gets more rain than like the specifications for a desert but we'll see which is true i'm sure we'll talk about that as we uh, review and recap some of the events of our week but yeah we're in mm-hmm. moab in the high desert it feels great right now it's nice and yeah. sunny but it has been getting down to um like the 30s, 30s. at night which mm-hmm. i think is the reason why we haven't been waking up with the sun yeah because it is it's cold when the sun comes up it's still like, like in that's the... the coldest part of the night actually yeah. like sunrise it's yeah like, it 36 like 30, 37 yeah. yeah it hasn't gotten really i don't think it's got it hasn't gotten down to freezing but it has been in the low mid 30s when we wake up. So yeah. We're so old. All we talk about now is the weather. I literally checked the weather at like seven, um, seven different towns and cities like ten times a day. Okay, you I don't live even out. Know why. You live because you live out here. That's why. I used to make fun of people who check the weather all the time, and now it's like I mean, the it, weather is the number one key <laughs> that uh, of how my day is gonna go. Well, sometimes it is silly that. Not silly, but sometimes it is unnecessary, I guess, if people live in a house to check the weather as much as we do because it does not affect them as much. Like, for us, it's going to affect if we can take a shower. It's going to... I mean, it affects our whole day. It really, really does. It really affects if we're going to just be trapped in a box in a tin in a tin can of self-reflection all day or if we're going to be able to actually enjoy the freedom of living yeah. out in the high desert. Yeah. 
So all that to say, it has been getting a little colder at nights, but during the day, I mean, since it is the high desert, once again, the temp ranges vary a lot. So, I mean, there's like, you know, a 30, sometimes 40 degree difference between the high and the low. So, yes, it's been like mid-30s at night, but like there are some days it's gotten up into the 70s. It pretty much has been hanging around the 60s for the most part. Um, so, it's been nice during the day. But 60s and like sunny on the clear sky feels like almost Oh, it's 80, amazing. Honestly. Like it's it amazing. really good. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And it stays bright till like 8.30 or 9 here. So, that's another difference too. I feel like our... our natural cycles have just been pushed back later and later we've been we've been eating dinner later yeah. and later so like we yeah we talked it we talked about this it's crazy how much just the sun and daylight affects mainly like our eating schedule i would say mm-hmm. and we really notice it at night because i don't know if we've talked about this but we have been very very consistent consistent about upholding a happy hour every single day <laughs> for the most I'm like I really think there's probably less than five days since we've been in the van that we have not had a happy hour and it's probably been like a long travel day um and happy hour was pretty consistently falling I feel like usually around like 6 six thirty, something like that well shit back on those pump station road days in Marana like when the sun would go down at five and it would drop 20 degrees and you had to have a fire to be outside, we would start having happy hour at like 5 p.m. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it's five o'clock somewhere and it was five o'clock there. <laughs> but yeah, like five, six, somewhere around there. And now with the sun not going down to like eight, like it'll be like 745 and we're like, oh, maybe we should have happy hour now. And it's yeah. like, what? This is two hours later than than what we've been used to. But like it, it doesn't feel like I don't feel the hunger. Like I don't feel... No. Like, um, yeah, like 5.45 or 6, my stomach's not like, ooh, I'm getting hungry. It's time for happy hour. It's very much. Because your stomach used to do that. I know. It's definitely your stomach who pushes <laughs> for the happy hour more, I think, over my stomach. But I think my stomach pushes for food more than yours, except for in the your, mornings. Your stomach pushes for chips and salsa, not just food. My stomach lives for chips and salsa. And tacos. <laughs> Which is pretty much what happy hour has always consisted of. But that's been weird. That's just been like an interesting observation. Is just noticing how the sun and <coughs> just the circadian rhythm of light really affects eating. Circadian rhythm of light. Yeah. Well, it affects everything. I mean, we are, I feel like we're very just living off <coughs> by the earth people right now. Mm-hmm. That's what this life has done. We like, we live day to day based on the weather based on the sun based on the moon cycle like mm-hmm. it affects so much of how our day is going to shape out it really does it's uh, pretty fucking cool like yeah it's wow okay it is cool it is, it is that's how cool it is it's very cool and that's one one people uh one reason when we see people and we haven't seen them in a long time they're always like you guys are so tan and <laughs> like yeah we live outside we basically live with the sun, with the moon, with the sand right now. I mean, we've been going barefoot this whole week. It has been awesome. It feels so good. You know, I really, I can really see now how people like worshiped the sun because <clears throat> especially if we were, if we had like a garden, like it runs every, like it, I feel like the sun runs a lot in our lives right now. I feel like my but like garden if, is my soul and the sun is. Okay. Word. That's my garden. I feel that. But if we also, in addition to our soul gardens, had a garden. food garden. Oh, a food garden. <laughs> yes. Like, and the sun. Do people have those? Do 
Do people yeah, have food do. gardens? No yes. Way. I have a, we have a great friend who has a food garden in the city of Denver. And a she, food garden? A food garden. And she kills garden. it. But, like, you really realize the sun controls all of that. So then the sun starts controlling your food source. And, like, you know, it's just I can totally see how people worship the sun. Do you worship the sun now? I mean, I guess in a way. I don't, like, I feel connected to the sun. And I feel like it provides a lot of um it provides life through lots of different avenues within me now more than it used to and I feel very grateful to it I feel like that's pretty close to worshiping the sun I mean it just depends on how you define worship I mean I don't like how do you I don't idolize it no I might idolize it I mean I'm thinking about it every hour (laughs) (laughs) how do I define worship that's a good question um I'd say I would say I define worship like if someone says they worship something as like they feel reverence towards it and they feel gratitude towards it and they so um, far it feels like it sounds like I'm worshiping the sun I guess you're right (laughs) I guess you're right I think I just didn't want to be misunderstood because I think there's like a part of me that views like if you say you worship something that's the only thing you worship I mean, this is obviously very deeply rooted in, like, religion. Like, when I hear the word worship, it, like, brings along a lot of religion baggage with it. And Mm -hmm. I think, because the way I heard that word all growing up was in church, and it was always to one God. Like, you worship this one God. That's the only thing you should worship. Yeah. And worship looks like singing and praying and this and that. And I think all those things do have their time and place, and if you... Um, but that's not the way I'm using it right now, basically. <laughs> gotcha. I think I'm, I, if you want to say I worship it, I view the sun with reverence and gratitude. And yes, I see its thread woven throughout my life every day. And I feel and that. And I feel grateful for it. on your skin yeah. when you come in at night. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, maybe I do worship the sun, but I also worship other things as well. It's okay. not the only thing, yeah. I'm not saying you don't have to, you only have to worship the sun. I know you're not saying that. I feel that in myself when I say <laughs> that. I'm like, worship doesn't, it doesn't have to just be for one thing. No. What's worship to you? That's a great question. Um, I feel like I worship the sun when, like, say, like right now. We knew it was going to be sunny and, and pretty warm this morning. So it's like, let's go record this podcast on the roof of the van in the sun. Like, I am, I am grateful for this moment i am like actively participating in the gift it's giving mm-hmm. and i feel like i'm like soaking that in you're receiving i'm receiving i'm receiving its love and its gift and then i hope to be like putting out that energy as well into the world as like a worship and like same like if i like last night we both went and did or yesterday afternoon we both went and did like yoga in the sun because it felt so good mm-hmm. And I almost feel like that, in a way, is an act of worship to the sun, to the to the cycle, because we are just, and especially even last night, that you could see half of the moon in the sky as well, which is crazy. I mean, they do not call them sun salutations for no reason. Exactly. <laughs> see, so we've been worshiping the sun this whole time, and we did we not even know We salute the it. sun pretty um, much daily. But worship, that, that that's a good question. I, I just feel like ways you are, like, consciously and... Um, like aware and grateful of what that entity provides you and you are respectful to it you uh, show show a gratitude you uh, bask in its gifts Mm -hmm. and i think those are things that have become 
worship for me now. Do I praise it? Yeah. I'm like, hell yeah, it's a sunny day. Today was awesome. Way to go, sun. <laughs> Thank so, you. So, yeah, I mean, sure. To me, like, praise and gra- give thanks and praises. Praise and gratitude, like, kind of go hand in give hand. Like, thanks and praises. The way I sh- give praise is through, like, gratitude. Give thanks and praises. So, all this to say we've come that we are now sun, sun worshipers. worshipers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we figured that out. That. But I, I do think it's kind of true, especially this week. Yeah. This, this week has been, because we've had days of both. So, to kind of piggyback off of our last episode where we, like, recapped just beautiful memories, but just crazy busy. Or, like, it felt, I don't know, it was a weird feeling of, like, busy, but not. Like, you know, we were hanging out with family a lot. Uh-huh. And, like, we would, you know, do a lot of things that goes to the green hand. And then, but then we would just also, like, chill with fam by the fire, like, playing games for a few hours. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. But I don't know, it was a different... It was tired. We were tired. We were tired. It felt it felt like a trip. Yeah. Like even though we were living in our house, like the whole the whole aspect of it felt like almost like we, it was a, a full trip, like a vacation with family. I mm-hmm. mean, obviously we hadn't seen those people in forever, mm-hmm. or I hadn't seen them in a long time. So mm-hmm. it definitely, even though we were still living and kind of like doing the life we typically live out of the van, like we mm-hmm. had our house here and we had our house wherever they were, but. It still felt like a trip. And after the trip, I was like, man, I need a vacation from the vacation. Yes. it. Yeah. There are some trips. I think people can relate to that. There are definitely some trips that you might go on that are like awesome and so fun and just like fill your heart and your soul. But then at the end, you're like, okay, I need like a vacation. I need a just kind of balance that out maybe with some like. Well, and it's like you said, you know, we we decided to go to Vegas for the night with them and follow them. And then it's like, oh, we can hit up some national parks and like slowly make our way back to Denver, um, which we have to be in this weekend. Mm -hmm. And uh, you were at one point on our long driving day, you're like, you know, I would like to just get to a spot and just like stay there and (laughs) just like ground and live. And we're like, okay, Moab. Yeah. Moab, <laughs> Moab it is. So that's why we just drove to Moab and we're like, okay, cool. Now we have like a week and a half yeah. to just sit. Settle. Settle and just like make the structure of our, of our day however we want. We can wake up at nine. We've been having breakfast around like 11-ish. <laughs> we have dinner like later because the sun stays <laughs> out like later. Eight, 8, 15, 8, 30. It, yeah. th- those times it's been a very like, it's like kind of been like a recovery grounding period. There's just been that cycle in van life where you yeah. hit, you hit either a week or even like a month of just mm-hmm. like travel and it feels like you can't keep up and then all of a sudden you have like two weeks and it feels like you have all the time in the world and the days feel like they're so long and especially when the sun our our worship our god is staying out for 13 hours yeah um yeah so we yeah we've been here in moab we came back from that trip and just have been chilling here and like i mean our days have yeah our days have varied we've talked about the sun a lot but we've also seen about the sun we've also seen some rain here we have, like you said, which is why we've been debating whether it's a desert or not. <laughs> because uh, we have had a few rainy days. I guess it is that that springtime. We haven't quite gotten to summer yet, but mm-hmm. we've had a few rainy and windy days. Yeah. It's been, it's been very, it's actually supposed to get windy uh, this, this afternoon, afternoon and evening. Mm-hmm. And like when it says it's windy here, it's pretty fucking windy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you, it, you don't want to be it's outside. Like, yeah, you have to be inside and then all your stuff blows away in yeah. the wind. Yeah, and the sand might just you know like attack you but um yeah, that's the biggest problem the sand attacking you and you can see it we're, we're actually in a sandy area right now but yeah. some parts of moab where we could park are more rocky. dust and like you can literally oh. see it or <laughs> rocky rocky and dusty but you can see it off in the distance when the wind hits there is like 
pillars of yeah. dust like who knows like hundreds of feet in the air mm-hmm. above like the mesas and you're like well I'm glad that we did not park over there mm-hmm. yeah but we did do something really cool that has been just like I don't know I feel like I've been feeling the reverb reverb effects since we did it um reverb we went into Canyonlands National Park, which we have been to Canyonlands. We counted, and I think before this time we had been three times. Three times. Is that what we said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, three times. Um, and every time we've gone, it's been with other people. We had That's never, true. yeah, we'd never we've gone, never gone just the two of us. Yeah. And there's this hike. There's been this hike there that um, we wanted to do. And I guess, let me give a little backstory. I did kind of talk about this on Instagram, but um, you and I, the night before we decided to go, I remember bringing up to you, I'd just been thinking about when we used to live in Nashville, Mm -hmm. um, kind of just naturally on Sundays, if it wasn't football season, because if it was football season, we were definitely at Nissan Stadium. Tighten up, baby, let's go. But yeah, on Sundays when we lived in Nashville, Uh, We both would have those days off of work usually, and we would just kind of like wake up, we would go to a park and like take Kona on a hike, and then we'd also like bring our yoga mats and like take him on a hike, and then just kind of find a spot, lay our mats out, and just like, some days we just did the hike, some days we'd do a hike, and then lay our mats and just kind of play around and relax, like bask in the sun, and then maybe do some, I don't know, do some movement on the mat, and then bask in the sun a little bit more. Yeah, and then we would usually, um, after that, we'd be hungry, so we would either go to one of our favorite juice bars. Ooh. Well, no, we definitely went to one of our favorite juice bars, and then maybe we'd go by the filling filling station and pick up some beer, Ooh. and then go back I'm home. Beer right now. <laughs> Come back home and just cook like a lovely meal on the patio, and like, I don't know, it was just they were good days, and um, I do remember they would just kind of naturally happen every Sunday, and we it's didn't like really. We never planned them out. Mm-mm, we never planned them out. It just organically naturally would happen. And now looking back on it, I'm like, man, those days were so, they were, I was filling my cup. They were like days of self-care and I didn't even know it at the Mm -hmm. time. You know, I feel like now I can tell when I need days like that and I'll try to like plan them and like make them a thing. And sometimes that works out. Sometimes it doesn't, honestly, because you get kind of attached to the plan and attached to this outcome of, okay, this day is my day of self-care. So my cup's going to be full at the end and I'm going to be... Ready to go after, and that doesn't always happen. Well, I think the schedule is just harder, too. Like, you know, after your family left on the trip, you know, it'd be nice, like, if that had happened back in Nashville. It's like, oh, the next day we could do one of those days. Where yeah. It just, like, came to us. But now it's like, that happened, and it's like, oh, well, we need to drive seven hours. And then, like, <laughs> the next day we probably need to go into town and do a full day of provision Yes. Because we are almost out of water, and we don't want to live in the desert without water and food. So then it's like, okay, well, that day is taken up with provisions. And yeah. Okay, the next day, it's supposed to be windy all day and rainy, so it's like, mm-hmm. well, we're not going to be outside, so we're going to mm-hmm. be to the van, so what are we going to do in the van all day? That's true. And so, sometimes it's just like, you've got to take the day as it comes, and it's not really in your control as much as it was uh, when we were back in Nashville. That's very true. That's a good point. But <clears> since <throat> we've been in Moab, I feel like that's been a little, like, we've had like a week and a half to kind of just, every day's been like that, honestly. It's like, let's wake up, and then what do you want to do today? I mm-hmm. feel like we've been asking, sometimes we've been asking ourselves that in the morning. It's like, hey, what do you want to do today? Mm-hmm. And I feel like after a few days of being here, it's like, hey, what if we woke up and did, just went to Canyonlands tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Which, have we ever talked about how great Moab is? <laughs> Do people know about Moab, Utah? I mean, 
I just feel like all you have to say is there's two national, like we talked about this at Canyonlands. There's two national parks within 25 miles of the so city. So most people have probably heard of Arches National yes. Park. Yes. And it is right outside the city of Moab. It's the town very, Moab. it's like within five miles of within Moab. Within five miles, yeah. which it's a huge, honestly, we can actually, uh, we can probably see it. here in the plane overhead right now. It's this odd plane that flies through every morning and is really loud. I, I bet it's doing some sort of so tour, loud. maybe. It could be. It could be doing a little Canyonlands yeah. tour. But yeah, we can actually see an arch uh-huh. from where we're sitting on the van. Yeah. I mean, it's like miles away, but yeah. you can see the arch. Yeah. But no, Moab, I mean, all you need to know, like, this is why, I mean, the town itself, like, take the national parks out of it. The town itself, we love. Like, it's so... The people, I, I love the people and just the vibe and like. Oh yeah, we I love. think I've loved every every time we've been here. I've loved it, whether yeah. going into the town or living out in the desert. Like, and there's plenty of stuff to do in town. There's yeah. restaurants. There's uh, one brewery, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Moab Brewery and, and then, Distillery. I mean, we love the because Utah's weird on their alcohol laws. Yeah, they are. We love the bookstore. There's a little. Uh, have you ever talked to, about Moonflower, the the health food, all organic co-op that we shop oh at for gosh, groceries? I love the co-op. Love it. But okay, take that out of it. If you want to visit Moab just for the outdoor scene, like all you need to hear is there are two national parks within 25 to 30 miles of downtown. And this is what's so crazy to me is how different the two national parks are within, like I said, they're within 30 miles of each other Mm -hmm. and they're completely different. There's Arches National Park, which has all these natural formed, naturally formed arches. So that's probably, yeah, what people know the most if you've seen one of the Utah license plates, like it's on there, it's it's on on their sign. Like they, it's part of their branding, I would say for Uh the state. But, um, so yeah, there's that, which is just, crazy one of my favorite things is just driving through arches honestly arches just, is also huge it's very big well, well both the national parks are huge they're big i mean you can only access small parts of Canyonlands. wait till you we'll go to yellowstone to. okay true never been to yellowstone <laughs> they are big they're not they're not as big as yellowstone but anyways so there's that and then Canyonlands, which is within 30 miles is also insanely beautiful in a completely different landscape like it's it, like grand canyon vibes in a way but it's so, we've been to the grand canyon within the last few weeks and we like Canyonlands, <laughs> it is a canyon like that's why that's the whole point but it's well it's a, not just a canyon it's like it feels like hundreds of canyons yeah like the grand canyon you see it and it does feel like one massively huge canyon all connected via one river yes like when you look overlook canyon lands from the spot you can access it is called the island in the sky district mm-hmm. which is basically you're up on top of the mesa mm-hmm. and all the canyons are below you um and we did the hike this time that we want to do called the grand view hike which mm-hmm. is where you like hike around the very far edge to get a pan- panoramic view of all of technically the national park um, but it's really hard to get down into that part of the national park, and it's very primitive. Mm-hmm. There's literally a spot called the Maze, which is <laughs> Westworld vibes. Like they even tell you, you need like seven days if you want to go into the Maze to be able to like get in, explore it, and get out. Like you got to be, you got to be well prepared in yeah. terms of like being able to survive and like have uh, expertise in like camping and living outdoors to go explore the maze. Living as primitive as possible. Yeah, living, like it feels living and camping as primitive as possible. You have to have like you have to pack everything in, pack everything out, but it have feels... a vehicle that can like manage yeah. getting down there. Yeah. I mean there. getting down there, you've got to have some sort of 
big ass jeep. It would be or a dream. Uh, like that's that's kind of like you know I was thinking about this the other day when we were doing the hike. A bucket list thing would be to do a maze trip mm. at some point. I don't have many things that I'm like you know that would be a bucket list. Item, yeah, I've never heard you talk bucket list yeah, personally. I've really heard you like mention that, term, that but... but when we were doing that hike the other day, I'm like that's kind of like I would like to do that. Would you want to do it with a guide or like just? Hell no. I would like to go out there and then if I get lost and die, so be it. <laughs> Do you have any other bucket list items? Uh, get back to me on that. Okay. Let's, okay. Let's go back to Canyonlands. Okay. We'll get back to my bucket list. Anyways, but Canyonlands is crazy too because, yeah, the Grand Canyon, like it's just canyon as far as your eyes can see, 180 degrees. Like you look to your left and then you scan all the way to the right and it's just canyon. Canyonlands not quite that vast no but you can see yeah a few different canyons yeah, and they, like there's a canyon over there and then there's a uh-huh. huge canyon right there and then there's a huge canyon and to your left. the canyons and canyonlands since we are like up on a mesa looking down it looks like just a huge puzzle piece was just like pulled up out of the earth yeah it, uh, yeah, it, it looks it crazy look like a, a puzzle that's missing pieces yeah you look at it from the perspective of how most people view canyonlands mm-hmm. which is the island in the sky district so basically, just the the fact that some landscape like that is within 30 miles of landscape like arches, and then there's just this quirky town called Moab in the middle. Like it's just it's wild to me that landscapes that different can be so close to each other. Um, so yeah, anyways, Moab's great, um, but Moab. <laughs> yeah, we just decided on a random Tuesday to wake up and go into Canyonlands and do yeah this hike that we've been talking about doing but we had never done we've never really gone into it's rare that we go into a national park with a plan you know like we're gonna go to this point and we're gonna do this hike I feel like usually we go in we get the little map and we're like okay what what should we do well, let's drive here and then let's drive here but this time we were like no we're gonna go we're gonna do this hike well I feel like that's our all of the other times we've been into Canyonlands one like we don't go or we haven't been going into a whole lot of like national parks by ourselves. Like we're, yeah. we're, we've been to Moab several times in the van. We've mm-hmm. lived in Moab for who knows, like over a month now mm-hmm. total in the van. Yeah. But every time we've been into a national park, it's been with people. So mm-hmm. it's like they want to go do something. They want to go do a hike or like we want to go or we had a shoot there in Arches. Um, well, I mean, it's just like when you live in a city and like friends or family come visit who aren't from that city and they're like oh i want to see denver like let's go do this this and this you know they Mm want to do all the things that you probably don't do on a regular basis but it's still it's fun to do yeah it's like be a tourist in your own city it's like yeah we finally all the times we've been tourists in moab and actually gone into national parks has been with people yeah even though like we've just been sitting on in our van out in the desert with access to these national parks for the last week but mm-hmm. we don't necessarily always go into them because mm-hmm. it's a process you got to pack up your whole our whole life well and everything we own for me with national parks I always got to think about the dogs that is the one thing if you have dogs it is you can't access that many parts of national parks no. unfortunately yeah which it makes sense i understand um but yeah dogs are pretty much limited to any paved trails which honestly at the grand canyon you've got that like two mile rim trail you can do which is that's good for Where, dogs. Like, everyone but it is, it is packed. It is but, packed. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you got to think about the dogs too. And so, like, 
then I got to think, okay, the weather's got to be good. You know, all these things. Which is one reason we decided to go on that day. It was kind of going to be cloudy, cloudy, a little cooler. And it's like, what it like if in the we 50s just drove and did, we're like, we've been talking about that hike. Every other time we've been in the Canyonlands, I feel like we had hit the major viewpoints at mm-hmm. least. And then we had seen like the Mesa Arch that mm-hmm. I'm sure lots of people have seen a photo of, mm-hmm. maybe at sunrise. Um, if you don't know what it is, look it up. But it's like an arch in Canyonlands that mm-hmm. overlooks the canyons. Um, so we'd seen that. Not as big in person as you would think based on the photos so we kind of seen the other we had seen the green river overlook like we'd mm-hmm. seen some major point in canyonlands but we had never been out to this far point and done this hike where you like actually walk around the, the rim, rim. Yeah. and see the panoramic view of what is canyonlands yeah. like you can see the maze and you can yeah. see canyonlands has like seven different districts it's like the hunger games out there i think there's three Three different districts. <laughs> Same thing. Three, seven. It's whatever. Island in the Sky, the Needles in the Maze. I think that's it. That's it? There's only three districts? I think, yeah. Okay. Well, it's huge. Yeah. But, so we went out and we did that. And then that afternoon, after the hike, we went into town and we got, we had to refill on water and we purchased a couple. We needed some like random things for the van. And then we picked up food from our favorite spot and one of our favorite spots in Moab, brought it back to where we've been staying in the desert and just chilled and ate and that at the end of the day I was like that was that was like it reminded me of those Nashville days and like Mm -hmm. I had we had talked about the Nashville days literally the night before and it just I don't know the synchronicity of everything like me bringing that up the night before and then the next day we woke up and just like kind of the weather um yeah it was gonna be cloudy and chilly so we were like this would be a good day to go do a hike in a national park where the dogs can't come and yeah because they'll be like the biggest worry about leaving the dogs in the van in the national park is that it's not that they're they're comfortable they're they're <laughs> comfortable temperature this is their house we have two ceiling fans that can open mm-hmm. and pull air in or out and circulate air through um, it's nice and insulated and shaded. We have oh, little yeah. reflect. All the windows are blocked. Yeah, all the windows are blocked. Like yeah. they are comfortable even on hot days, but. And this wasn't even a hot day. It's people thinking that they're not okay, and we don't want our windows broken or <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, going into this day, it's like okay, it is definitely cool enough. Like no one is gonna even if Jet is barking, which yeah. he's always barking. Um, <laughs> Even if Jed is barking, no one's going to be like, oh, those dogs are, like, in danger of dying. Yeah, it was not anywhere near that sort of heat. No, so we felt very comfortable being like, let's go do this Mm -hmm. two-mile hike. Yeah, it's a two-mile hike. It takes us less than an hour also. Uh, Babe, you go off of I go off of the brochures, and it says (laughs) Grandview Hikes expect to take 1.5 hours to do to do two miles one and a half hours well yeah that's a 45 minute mile well because you're stopping and like looking at the view you are but still 45 minutes for one mile that's not bad walking hiking up rocks and around ridges if you're walking normally you're probably going to do less than a 20 minute mile yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll I don't try know. that out today. We'll that one and it. a half we'll is like. We'll walk a mile and see how fast we can walk a mile. I mean, those times on those charts, they give you, they say like a two mile hike, one and a half hours, or like a one mile hike, one hour. It's, they're very, like, they're accounting for a lot. But would you ever walk 5,000 miles I to get walk to me? 500 more. Okay. No, it's, I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more to be the man who walked 1,000 miles to wind up at your door. 
that's how that's that's how well i know the song so he's only walking a thousand miles so that would take him uh aaron can you do the math on that aaron ask the people at canyonlands how they would put that in their chart how long would a thousand mile hike take? if you did two segments of 500 miles (laughs) but anyways all that to say that was just a very good day and it i don't know it was a really kind of beautiful like remembrance of nashville and life back there and then like bringing I don't know I love bringing things like that back into life now and like seeing how it's different but you know also mm-hmm. kind of the same I don't know it was cool it was a cool change of pace too because uh, we, we haven't done that by ourselves yeah. too even though we yeah. had access to it but now I felt like I've definitely experienced most parts of um, the island in the sky district of definitely Canyon all Lands. all the parts that like you can see in a normal car yeah. <laughs> and we and we finally got a Canyonland sticker to add to our yeah. sticker wall. Even though that was like our fourth time to go. Yeah. It's okay, you know, no rush. No, no rush. rush. We're in Moab a lot. It's yeah. kind of a, it's also a very good stop through in our, our route from Denver down to Arizona, yeah. which is and then back. Honestly, we've Denver, done that like upside down L so many times. Yeah, we now. have. We have. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, that part really stood out to me about this week. What stood out what stood out to you? Um that part stood out also i think the day before stood out too which i feel like was so i think one thing that was has kind of been on my mind this week is like because march we had so many places to be and so many places to go and and stuff kind of unexpectedly unexpectedly at the beginning we only had two places to be at the very first week of the month and then there was like nothing. and then we were trying to make stuff work in we Colorado. were trying to make stuff trying, happen trying to make stuff happen anyways when when we got to this week and then it's like we had a week and a half uh, the the thought came up and it's like, what do you do in the van every day? And it's kind of like every day you get to wake up and it's like, well, what do I do today? You get to ask, your, ask yourself that. And I think a lot of times that might be one of the hardest parts of the van life. <laughs> like, so right, right now where we're at is very quiet. But um, this weekend it was packed as shit. There oh, was yeah. people all around. But they're not living out here. We are living out. Yeah, they're weekend warriors. Mm -hmm. But when we're living out here and we have times where it's like, oh, we have two weeks where we have nothing to do. It is kind of you wake up and sometimes I I feel like you get that little feeling of, oh, shit, what do I do today? Mm -hmm. And and it's like, am I bored out here? (laughs) Or like, it's just so it's so open. But that freedom can also have a double edge to where it's like, yes you don't know what to do and you're just frozen and it's like well what am i what do i do today did you feel that have you been feeling that i i have been feeling that but i've also been feeling like i think it was coming off our month that we just have where it's like it's okay to feel that it's okay to wake up and be like i have no idea what to do today like it's supposed to kind of be sunny it's like what do i do do i work on the computer do i read do i do yoga do i go biking it's like i can do any of it or i can do and sometimes you do it all and sometimes you don't do it all yeah um but i think even talking to people i met on the road sometimes like that's the biggest thing if you're like actually living out here like just waking up and then having every single day almost feels like a blank slate of like oh there's there's not like you have to if you want to do something you have to do it it doesn't just like come to you yeah naturally because there's nothing out here <laughs> and it's not like we can just easily go in what's like hey let's go to the store or like hey let's go to a bar or hey let's go get food it's just like that takes a much longer process to get to so sometimes the freedom has a little sense of like feeling 
you, I think you could feel trapped in yes. a way. Trapped which in your mind. Cre- trapped in your mind, yes. But I think that's a, an unbalanced feeling. Oh, yeah. But I'm, I, I think I've, I, it came into my mind, especially a few days into this week. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just trying to voice some... I have felt that since day one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're just now feeling this, but... No, I have definitely felt that way since day one of van life. There are, it's, you worded it perfectly, the double-edged sword. There are some days waking up, what do I do today? And it feels so freeing. Like when we just chose. Like, what do I do today? I can do anything. When we chose to go to Candylands and go on that hike and it was just like, awesome. And then there are some days where, yeah, I feel trapped mentally and feel like, shit, what do I do today? And then, yes, of course, the mind starts to get very logistic, goes through all these, okay, I could work on this, I could read this, I could do yoga, I could go on a hike, just like in the area we're in. Yeah. You and can then, make a list of like a hundred things you could do, and all of a sudden that list becomes like a burden to you. Yes, because like, you're like, I don't know which one I want. And then the night comes and you're like, I didn't do any of those yeah. things. It's like, what did I even do today? I yeah. don't know. No, 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 I definitely have felt that way. And I think I have, yeah, I've definitely felt that way. And sometimes too... I think I also feel this pressure I put on myself, especially coming off of a week like we had, like vacationing and like tripping with tripping, <laughs> tripping around, you know, moving well, around. It's like where we have stuff to do every day mm-hmm. before even waking up. It's like yes. already kind of like stuff is going to happen. So especially after times like that, where, like you said, we got to Moab, we're like, okay, we have like a week and a half where like we don't have anywhere we have to be. Or we don't have any people we have to meet up with. Like, we have nothing uh-huh. planned. So, I feel the double-edged sword there of, oh, this is going to be so nice to just ground and, like, yes. you know, pull, like fill my cup back up. Like, read, go hiking, do yoga. Uh-huh. Like, kind of get into a routine, which routine fills my cup up for me. And then, I also feel the double-edged sword of, oh, since you have the week and a half, you need to, like, work, 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 work. Which Work, 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 work. Which I don't really know what work looks like for me, honestly, but it is like, oh, this is work search activities. (laughs) It's like, okay, like this, this is when you need to work because, you know, when you're, when you're traveling or things are kind of just not as steady and you're not in the same spot for a long period of time, it's harder to work. So now like you need to work. Well, I put that pressure on myself too, because I do have work but anyways i have like editing to do and so that i think that's one pressure that i always get into when we have some time after like we've been traveling for a while and obviously like during those days you're just kind of like like i'm mentally worn out i'm not gonna sit down at the computer for a few hours and edit while your family's here or while we're like driving seven hours a day that's just impossible so then we get to a time where it's like okay i have a week and a half and then i just feel this little pressure in my mind to be like okay, you better, like, get to work, and you better finish this video in a week and a half because you're going to be traveling for another two yeah. weeks, and you're not going to edit that at that point, yeah. and all of a sudden it's going to be another over a month gone, and you haven't still finished that project. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me this week has really been letting – it's kind of been what you said, but that, that whole Canyonlands day has just been has been, like, letting the days come to you as they come and not putting pressure on trying to get something done or not getting something done. And if – Say you wake up today and you're like, screw it. I'm just going to do nothing all day today. That is totally fine. Um, I have a hard time letting that be fine. I mean, I think I do too, especially when I have editing to do. Mm -hmm. But I I think this week has been a very, like, kind of eye-opening and, and, like, a good practice in, like, letting that be. Like, so before we get into the day before Canyonlands, when did we have our windy day? When was that day? Which windy day? 
You know what windy day I'm talking about. The rainy day? Crash team racing. That was rainy. That that's was rainy, rainy day. day. Okay. Yeah. We had a rainy day this week. and It we literally were, rained all day. And we were going to be confined to the van mm-hmm. all day, and we knew it. And we knew, like, also, too, sorry for the dogs, but we don't want them. The the, the desert gets very muddy. Yeah. Or just, um, like, wet sand. Like, yeah. Wet sand and mud. So, like, the dogs obviously aren't going to go outside a whole lot either. Mm-hmm. You just want to go outside. So, we decided that. Well, and third thing, too. Third thing. When it's, like, rainy like that all day, mm-hmm. the cell service where we were was horrible. Yeah. Like, it's normally, like, right now it's great. We can pretty much do what we need no to do. there's no one around. But if the weather gets bad, it totally affects the service and, like, we can't do anything mm-hmm. on our phone on our computer really anything that requires any sort of connection yeah. can't do so that was a piece of it too so we decided since we have a nintendo switch and the game crash team racing <laughs> and we've been playing a lot to do a bet where we would race every single cup that day which if you're not familiar with crash team racing which i wasn't you introduced this into my life it's very similar to mario kart it is mario kart but with different different courses different characters yeah and the driving style, Different like mascots. mascots. <laughs> it's it's Sony's mascot. It's okay. not Nintendo's. Yeah, but it's it's racing with characters. And yes, you have quirky weapons that you can uh, shoot at. Weapons, each other. and there's like cups, just like there are in Mario Power Kart. Ups. You know, like four races make up a cup. So yeah. So if you're not a video gamer, you might not know what that is. But uh, we decided to do a a challenge against each other mm-hmm. since there was nothing else to do that day and we were <laughs> stuck in the van of doing every single cup which was 44 races mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the loser would and have to do a tequila shot um the week of yeah i guess it wasn't the next day but whenever we can make it back in the town yeah. to have access to a tequila shot that is when the person would do a tequila shot mm-hmm. so literally one day we spent hours <laughs> playing nintendo switch uh-huh. and by the end of that night i was like you know that is totally okay to have a day like that and i think it's just been a practice this week and back to the day before Canyonlands, um i went mountain biking and it was oh, great i wondered i had no idea where you were going that's where that. i was going i couldn't I remember even... i couldn't remember the day before Canyonlands. so some of our friends we met on the road um gave us gifted us a kind of hand-me-down mountain bike mm-hmm. which we were wanting i think i was wanting a little more than you yeah you were but uh even in the area we're at just out in the rocky desert uh, and one day you know you just i was waking i woke up and i was just like letting the day kind of come to me as i as i was and i did some editing and then uh, my computer died so i needed to charge it for a few hours and it's like i'm gonna go bike and i'm gonna explore a little bit and so i just biked down this road that we're on that I'd never been down before and I found like 10 different mountain biking trails from mm-hmm. all different levels and so I started biking on those and then it was it was great and I had no idea that was about to happen and then I came back and I felt rejuvenated and yeah and that was a really good day and and so was the CTR day where <laughs> it was just raining all day and we were in the van and then so was the Canyonlands day where we woke up and it's like hey let's go do this hike at Canyonlands even though it's going to be like a 45 minute drive to get there mm-hmm. and then two hours to do the hike, <laughs> and then oh 45 minutes drive back, and then we'd have to go in the town. Like, it's a full-day process, yeah. but we, like, we were just letting it come to us. And and then yesterday, you, like, edited all day. Yesterday, I edited all day and finished up my video. Yeah. So, it's, like, all – I'm discovering, especially when I get on the tail end of, like, finishing a project, it's, like, the time for all the things you want to do is there and available. And All in um, due time. All in due time. And, yes, you can put – the mental pressure on yourself like 
if you let it become a double-edged sword, that becomes a double-edged sword, and you will get, like, it, and it feels like you have all the time in the world, but you have no time in the world. I think something I'm learning, too, is, like, when you do put that mental pressure on you, I feel like the work that you create in under that pressure, probably, like, 75% of the time, you go back and undo it. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. the, yeah, the work that you produce under that pressure isn't... Uh, sometimes it's not even like productive it's just it's kind of just to calm your mind to quote the great rick sanchez he's like morty you you can't you can't make music until you learn how to chill (laughs) you know is that when they show me what you got when when they get swifty when rick and morty are trying to write a hit song to (laughs) save the planet and morty's freaking out because he's like rick's just sitting in like chilling like messing around and morty's like Rick, he's like, we have to write this song by tomorrow or like the planet's going to die. And Rick's like, yo, Morty, Morty, Morty. He's like, you can't, you can't create until you learn how to chill first. And that's so, it's so until you learn how to just like exist in the space you are and like let it be, then the creativity flows through you. The and Beatles that's exactly knew all along. what you, they did. Yeah. Um, and I, and I'm right there with them. And, and the more I kind of like embrace the fact of like, hey, it's oh, like if, if you want to go, I'm also, one thing I'm learning, like, if I feel like I want to go do something, go do it. Like, when I felt like I wanted to go mountain bike, there's been times I've had that, and I'm like, nah, I shouldn't mountain bike. I should, like, stay around and, like... Don't shit all over yourself. Yeah, I do. I shit all over my pants. (laughs) Yeah, no shits. But I've had times where I felt that urge, and I didn't act on it, and then later I'm like, ah, I should have done that. I mean, think if you... Like we were saying, if you feel you should go mountain bike, but like part, but there's the double-edged sword that's like, no, you should work. Like this is, you need to work. The work you do in those four hours of not mountain biking, it might not be as productive as if you had gone to mountain bike and then came back and maybe just worked for like two hours. Exactly. And that's what I'm discovering. Like I I know that day I went mountain biking, which is Bayport Canyons. I did some editing, Mm -hmm. which my cycle is kind of, I like to, based on our solar power, um, because my editing programs use a lot of power. On my laptop mm-hmm. when, I'm, when I'm using this, um, so I like to charge up my laptop, and then if I have it plugged into our solar while I'm editing, it, it zaps a lot of power. Yes. So I like to charge up my laptop, unplug <coughs> it, and then like work for a session till it dies. It's about an hour and a half to two hours probably, um, and then I will stop and pause and then charge it, and then that's where I have kind of another hour and a half to two hours mm-hmm. to like be free and do something. And that's and that time I was like I feel like mountain biking. I went mountain bike, and I feel like I was just led to this these awesome trails that are literally in our backyard. Yeah. We um, can and, walk to them. And then I came back after, like, who knows, an hour and a half mm-hmm. of biking, and I felt great. And I was like, all right, my laptop's charged, and, like, within the next two hours, and I went back to editing. And in that two hours, I was more productive than, like, last week when mm-hmm. I edited for, like, trying to edit for six hours. Yeah. Because that pressure's just not there, and you're, and you're so right. And, like, yesterday, when I was, once again, you, were, you said I was editing all day. Yeah. I felt like I got more done yesterday than I had in the last month. Because, yeah. Because, like, looking back on this week, it's like, no, I did exactly, I've done everything I've wanted to do. It's almost, and and more. <laughs> I've had such a full week of creativity, of uh, leisure, of just, I've done yoga, I've meditated, I've mountain biked, we did a hike in Canyonlands, mm-hmm. we went and got, uh, we've been we had a date. Moab, we had a date night in Moab, we, I read a book, finished a book. You did finish a book. You did like, and there's room for all of that if I just accept it as it is. But if I try to, like, put pressure on myself, all of a sudden that, that hourglass starts, like, the sand starts slipping through faster and faster. 
It's so interesting. This is definitely a lesson I'm learning because I have never, all the jobs or like anything I've viewed as work really up to this point in my life has not, it's not been, I get to choose and select when and what I do. It's not been a creative It's like you have to endeavor. be here at 5.30 yes. and you'll probably be there till 9.30 or 10. Yes, exactly. Or whatever. Yes. That's always been the way I have viewed work is like you go in at this time and you leave. It's like you're off work until 5.30 and then you're on work uh-huh. until 10 and then uh-huh. you're off work. And I've, I mean, honestly, I've liked that. I like that because mm-hmm. like I've said, I like, I like having structure and like I can... In that way, I can flip my mind. You know, like I can be like, okay, no, I had to be at work at from 5:30 to 10. So like, that's it. That's what it is. And I can be productive in those five hours, and mm-hmm. then I can go home, and that's when I can be leisure because there's literally nothing. Like the job I've worked in restaurants. So like when I leave, there's literally nothing I can do <laughs> to like <laughs> to work anymore. to work. No, yeah. and like that that has always appeased and like kind of chilled my mind not to be like no you did your work and there's nothing you can do so like my mind's been able to chill and I've been able to enjoy leisure things mm-hmm. now this is a little different any kind of work I'm trying to do right now like in terms of yoga or like you know just I, I've been enjoying and trying to figure out creating yoga content mm-hmm. and it is a lot it's just a different a different pace. I have tried to be like, okay, I'm going to film or I'm going to do this on these three days at this time. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't always, it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't work as well being as structured as it, as it did in my, in my restaurant life. Yeah. Well, yeah, like you said, restaurant life and uh, societal life in general, mm-hmm. when you're part, when you're a cog in the wheel, it kind of like just compartmentalizes that for you. Mm-hmm. You have a time and space of where it's like work, and you have a time and space of home life, and now it's all just kind of a melting pot. Yeah, it's just like a big puddle, and it's like. But I kind of liked. I always liked restaurants because I didn't feel like a cog in the wheel because. I think uh, it's hard. I would feel like a cog in the wheel if. I felt like a cog in the wheel at Whole Foods. <laughs> Did you? Well, I was just a little cashier. There's hundreds of thousands of employees across the country. Yeah. And just like the smallest little fish on the bottom of the food chain, just and like unimportant. But I have to be there at the clock in. Interesting. At yeah. At this time, clock out at this time, and ho- and just keep the machine running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think one of the things I really like and have always liked about restaurants that I've worked in is I've always worked in like small local restaurants. So I've always felt haven't really felt that like. You were saying there's thousands of others yes. of me across yeah. the country. Haven't really felt that, but like if I quit, they'll just like replace. You're me replaceable. Another, I'm replaceable. Mhm. Mhm. But oh man, I don't really know where I was gonna go with this. But yeah, it's just it's different, and I think I haven't really experienced this melting pot of work and leisure. Mm-hmm. I've always had the clear cut. I'm at work. This is work. Which work was fun. I liked it. So it was kind of leisure in some ways. Sometimes it was not, (laughs) but sometimes it was. And then like you clock out, done, boom, you can go be leisurely. And like, I'll feel, I feel okay about it because I've appeased that part of my mind that Mm -hmm. needs to work or like feels like it has a task to accomplish. I have not had this like melting pot. So that's been an interesting thing to work with. And I've tried, yeah, bringing those old um, ideas and patterns in of, okay, I'll structure this and this week we're going to go park here and I'm going to film on these days at this Mm -hmm. time and do this. And yeah, I mean, there was one time we did that and 
it just it didn't you were like it just it didn't work and so i filmed the same thing again i don't know oh yeah that's the worst years yeah yeah um yeah you kind of gotta just compartmentalize it yourself or not yeah. compartmentalize it yourself so now that we're almost to may in 2021 oh that wow crazy? that's jumping far it's not far we're a little further than halfway through April. We are, but, but don't don't discount the second half of April. Oh, I'm not. I mean, tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> well, also, if you're listening to this, uh, this is we recorded it this morning. Hopefully, if you're listening it, to it on the day podca- it's released. So, these podcasts come out every Monday. <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> That's the goal. That's always the goal. And if you want to know, you can go to our website and subscribe to our mailing list. Did mm-hmm. you know we have a mailing list? I created one. Yes. No one has signed up for it yet. Yeah, because we haven't been good about putting the word out. And we haven't been good about putting podcasts out on every Monday. But we at least try to get them out every Monday, Mm -hmm. weekly, um, in band life stories. And then we also do our our series with Cusick, Midday Ramblings, with Q, which, uh, depending on service and what's happening that week, sometimes we we have to week or so. Well, yeah, because we have to, there's two schedules now to work around. Not just our own. We have to work with his and then service and... Yeah, there's a lot of things. Anyways, yeah. we put these out every Monday. I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know where you're going with that oh, either. I was saying, so you going into 2020, 2021, your song of the year <laughs> was uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizards, The River. And it's all about just flowing down the river as mm-hmm. it goes. Trusting in the river. Trusting in the river. And so I feel like this goes really well with what we've been talking about today. Mm-hmm. Um, so how have you felt in the first, uh, since we're almost to May, like five months of 2021, in terms of like letting the flow of the river mm-hmm. come to you or flowing down the river? I have definitely felt less resistance. A big thing that I noticed in 2020 was um, I like resisted a lot of what I resisted the river a lot, the direction it was flowing. So like if you want to use like a metaphor, instead of just like laying back and floating down with the current, I was resisting. I was like trying to swim upstream or like trying to swim to the side or just getting caught in the branches and Um, cause I didn't really, I, yeah, I kind of lost trust in the river. I lost trust in everything. Mm -hmm. I didn't know who or what to trust in 2020. I think a lot of us probably felt that way. You know what? I didn't know what was okay to do. What was right to do? Am I going to get someone sick and they're going to die? Like I, you didn't, there was a lot. (laughs) Um, uh, so I have definitely felt less resistance I would say in 2021, I feel like I have let go of a lot of resisting mm-hmm. and have been floating down. I wouldn't say at this point I have like clear direction on where I'm going necessarily. That's okay. You don't need to know where the river ends. But I do feel like some resistance has been lifted. Well, all rivers lead to the ocean and that's definitely where we want to be. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, I feel like just less resistance. I feel like I'm not paddling so hard upstream. Yeah, that's cool. As consistently as I was. Definitely have moments and days and times where it does feel that way, but mm-hmm. feels less. Well, even going downstream, you can hit rapids. That's true. That's true. Your song of 2021 was another King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard song called Float Along, Fill Your Lungs. Which is, has similar vibes to the river. Yeah, along, float, you're swelling along, and breathing. I, yeah, going into it, I kind of wanted to do the same thing. I wanted to breathe, like float along with what comes, and then when I feel the pressure to like not float along, it's just like connect back to the breath. Just breathe it in. Breathe in what is happening right here. 
I feel like this whole week and a half that we've been in Moab has been just a deep practice of that. Mm. It's been really grounding, and I've, you know, looking back on it, it's felt like I've, uh, I've accomplished everything I wanted to do, and I didn't even have, like, a list going. <laughs> I've, you know, I've, one thing I've been trying to do the last few months is, like, make some task lists. <laughs> I've never been a task maker or a list maker to check off boxes, but I feel like kind of going into, like, van life this year I was like okay I'm gonna be a little more goal oriented with like okay if we have this week I want to make sure these things are done and so I've been trying to kind of make some rough lists but they never get done see that's what's hard for me because (laughs) this is where you and I are pretty opposite because you tell me that Uh I'm like okay I'm gonna make this list and we're gonna do it like I can get in that zone of you want this this and this to get done I'll make sure we do it but it's not always going to feel in flow. So then where's that, yeah. you know, like I can wake there's up and say, I need to get these four things done today and they will be done. Yeah. But, but they'll feel forced. They're going to feel forced or pr- not. sometimes, not always, but yeah. they might feel forced. They might feel pressure. Um, I about that forced life. Yeah. So the balance of having, and I, but I understand on your end, like needing to write out a list and just, uh-huh. you know, have like, some guidelines have some buoys to kind of keep you in yes, the river oh, i like that i like that because they are like i treat the, the list as guidelines it's yeah like, eventually before i die i think i would like <laughs> okay, bucket, wow. it's back to the bucket list they're bucket list things eventually before i die i'd <laughs> like to you know record a podcast and put it out and i'd like to yeah yeah stuff like that but uh that all the lists have gone out the window but looking back on it even not following the list if I'm just like floating along and making sure I'm staying in the present moment when I reflect on it all that stuff gets done and I feel I I feel like I've had time for everything if I just am living in the present moment if I'm here then there's time for whatever I want to do and whatever I want to be and whoever I want to be and um, it's it's a practice I think you said something really powerful there you said if I'm in the present moment like everything's gonna get done that needs to be done Uh and that's like the list can't I do think the two can exist the list can be completed Uh while staying in the present moment asterisk asterisk (laughs) it might not look exactly completed as you thought Uh and that I think that relates to being attached to outcomes you know like maybe if your list says do yoga every day so you have this idea you know, I do yoga every day this week so you have this idea okay yoga every day this week is going to look like me waking up early doing an hour of yoga every day mm-hmm. like you automatically start forming this idea but maybe if you're staying present maybe there's one day your body wants to sleep longer so you don't wake up early or so since you don't wake up early enough you only have like a 20 minute window yeah. and so what do you do then Maybe you still practice yoga, but it doesn't look like that hour-long asana practice you would Maybe thought. yoga looks like just staying in bed and cuddling with Kona bears mm-hmm. because he's so soft and cuddly <laughs> in the mornings, and he makes us stay in bed for like an extra hour sometimes. Yeah, so you do kind of have to – it's just, it's such a – I feel like learning life is so full of like oxymorons, like create the list and stay in the present moment. Yes. Oh, to quote – this is one of my all – I don't know if I've quoted this before. I don't know what but it's another, it It's another Rick Sanchez Rick. quote. One of my favorite quotes. Um, 
Um, I'm gonna butcher it a little bit, but it's from season four, episode one, and uh, it's oh, the Death it, Crystal episode. The Death Crystal episode, oh, yeah. where Rick is going through all these alternate universes because he keeps on dying and then re-uploading his conscious into another uh, Project Phoenix, another one of his <laughs> his his bodies in another universe. Oh. I know you're not gonna follow that, but anyways, this at show the end, is incredible. At the end, when Morty's been living his life based on what is to come, he's Very been trying. He's been to he's one re- outcome. To one outcome of his future life, which mm-hmm. is trying to be with this girl, which leads him to to not even being able to live. And remember, he just like he he basically like chains himself up to make this one outcome of life happen. And Rick is like, and Morty at the end, he's like, well, Rick, he's like, I guess the secret to life is just you got to live in the present moment. And Rick goes, Morty, I've been living in the present moment all day, and I keep on getting killed by fascist uh, versions of myself and alternate <laughs> universes. He's like, I think the the truth is you got you got to live in the moment and plan for the future at the same time. And it's like it's that paradox. It's so true. It's yeah. like you have to be here, but here encompasses like you got to know that the version of you now is made up of all the past versions of you mm-hmm. in the past mm-hmm. and then that also you can control the path of where you are in the future mm-hmm. because the pasts have brought you to this the past yet. the past have brought you here and where you are now is going to get you to where you want to be yeah. and it's being able to double think as they say double. in uh 1984 is able to hold two like paradoxical thoughts at once and both of them are true this is like the lesson that a lesson that keeps coming up you know I think we've talked about this before but like I think when you really go on this inner journey sometimes you find there are lessons in your life that just keep repeating themselves Uh like you're aware of it and you know it but like it's going to keep coming back the whole black and white thinking is one that keeps coming back for me I learned this about myself a couple years ago when I started therapy honestly my therapist was like okay you think in black and white a lot and like that is not serving you yeah Yeah. and so like I literally have this practice where I will sit down and literally in each hand like visualize holding two opposites like making the list staying in the present moment like I'll literally hold both and just like be with that Uh and realize oh my gosh I'm holding both they're existing together it can happen you know like Uh but it's definitely it's something I know and realize but it keeps coming back (laughs) yeah it's it's so true yeah um but, but yeah Rick Sanchez dropping a lot of wisdom today honestly yeah the, the show is Rick and Morty it's a cartoon on Adult Swim and it is wild it's on Hulu but, and HBO but uh, Max which Max. also I think we're about to start kind of breaking down that show on Midday Ramblings yeah we Q. probably will I think most people would think of it as a a comedy Oh, it's definitely a comedy. Adult comedy cartoon. I will come into this. So you got very into Rick and Morty, like, I feel like just into it. I was very skeptical. I'm like, a cart... I mean, granted, I do like some... Like, I like Family Guy. I like some cartoons. But so I was like, I just feel like... And a lot of people, I think, have this idea. This show's just stupid. Because, yeah, there's a lot of stupid shit that happens. But it's, it's funny, stupid shit. But when you really get down to the core of, like, the messages that they are getting yeah. across. Like, they chose they choose to do it through stupid shit humor. It's how yeah. they choose to get these actually really, really valuable lessons and just deep avenues of thinking. They just, yeah, they use the funny, stupid comedy to relay these messages that really open your mind and kind of get you thinking. Yeah. And I like the, I mean, I've grown to love this show and get, I love the combo of that and, yeah. And it's just, I mean, but it, I will, it, if, it, it, it like expands your mind because they're, 
It's, they're not dealing with time travel. They do not do time travel. But they do, like... Portal travel. Portal travel through alternate universes and the concept of there's uh, there's almost unlimited versions of you. Like, every, mm-hmm. every time you come to a choice in your life, if you make one choice, that means there's another universe out there where there's a you that made the alternate choice. Yeah. And every time that branch splits so it's almost like you're a tree with a shit ton of branches yeah and you've and you've traveled them all there's a there's a you out there that has infinitely traveled every path known to you to travel but yeah back to that quote of of where he's like i've been living in the present all day and i've just been getting killed by nazis and Mm -hmm. fascist uh versions of myself and these alternate realities he's like so you got to live in the moment and plan your future like that whole episode is ridiculous but then he drops that quote at the end and i'm like that like there's such deep wisdom in that ridiculous nonsensical quote in this whole episode of just like bullshit and comedy that it's like so beautiful it yeah ridiculous is a good word (laughs) and i think that's what trips people up a lot is like they can't get over the ridiculousness and so they miss those things oh i think it'd be the same thing with the other show we broke down the uh, oh midnight Midnight gospel Gospel, sometimes the visuals and even like the are just so ridiculous it's hard to get over it but it's that paradox of holding this ridiculousness Mm -hmm. in the same hand as holding just like a very deep weighted wisdom and it's like can you all like can you occupy those two spaces at once in 22 minutes in 22 (laughs) minutes and it's a practice it's back to holding you know holding opposites double think holding opposites as both as truth I also think, too, something with the ridiculousness in Rick and Morty, it's, like, caused me to not take life so seriously. Like, sometimes the ridiculousness is just making fun of the seriousness of life and just, like, it is not that serious. I can get very serious about life. I can't, yeah. I think that, you know, one thing when I look back on the year 2020, everyone was too fucking serious. (laughs) I got serious. Myself included. It's, like... Well, and, and honestly, all of that spurred me to read the book 1984, which is what I read this week. And uh, because, yeah, it everything became very serious. And and I think, I mean, I, I think there is time and place for the seriousness. And there's also time and place for the, like, can you hold those? Can you hold both of them at the same time? Can you, like, you know, deal with the serious stuff and, like, dive into this serious stuff? Yeah. That probably needs to be looked at. And can you also still be ridiculous and have fun? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Oh. <sighs> That's a lot. That is a lot. But I feel like us just kind of going on this Rick and Morty rant just, like, secured that that needs to be the next direction for Midday Rainwings. <laughs> is that we need to Because <laughs> we've thrown that idea around, but we have not, like, followed it yet, so. Yeah, it's not as intentionally serious and, like, deep thinking as midnight gospel mm-hmm. is but it, it has like i mean one it's hilarious it's and two it's there there are i mean just a lot of though some people think that rick is a very has a very unhealthy and toxic mindset but he does about some things he does about some things but I don't we say. all about something yes no <laughs> he does about some things and there's another one he does about some things have shit that he has not doesn't want to look at or doesn't yeah. want to work on and he also has a deep understanding of things that a lot of people don't. A deep understanding of how life actually is, is. is completely meaningful and then completely meaningless. Yeah. At the same time, is that he's I got like both. How he completely is how he lives every moment, which is super super cool. He's got both though. Um. Anyway.
guys. Wow, what a week. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I think I think that's probably good for this podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll we'll keep on coming out with these podcasts. And if you like them, tell your other people to listen to them. Because I, you know, some things. Another thing I want to get into right now. Sometimes when I think about the podcast, I'm like, how can I just like? Sometimes the double-edged sword to doing the podcast is like, uh, like, is our life that interesting? Do people just want to listen to us <laughs> talk about our life? But it's not. It's kind of like Rick and Morty. It's like, it's the lessons we're learning that can apply, hopefully, to everyone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like listening to people talk about their lives and lessons they're learning you're right and i'm not that kind of person you're not you're definitely you're totally not you're right and i so like I a do. million percent am so i mean so you get it a lot more than i get yeah it. yeah i but think so whatever all right you take us out okay <laughs> i'm not good at taking this out <laughs> thank you so 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 much for listening and thanks for like coming on this journey with us just auditorily and hopefully outside of that too yeah, and if you're listening and you have, um, what I've liked, especially, what's helped me with the podcast is when people respond with um, either some kind of message, you know how to reach us, Instagram, text message, Facebook, mm-hmm. whatever. And I never like, check Facebook, but yeah. And just like, yeah, co- like adding commentary to what we're talking about yeah. has been great. Yeah. And hearing people's thoughts on, you know, if you disagree, if you agree, if you just like like hearing the journey, like I think Feedback. it's cliche. But we're all on this journey of life. It's not about the destination. It's on the journey. And our journey right now is living out here in the desert in a half car, half house. (laughs) And yeah, does anyone else's life look exactly like ours? No. But Mm -hmm. does anyone else's life look exactly like yours? No. But it's life. Yeah. So thanks for... Thanks for sharing Thanks life. for being a part of ours. <laughs> thanks for being a part of life. And thanks for letting us be a part of yours. And we will see you next time. Love you guys. Peace. Peace. Out. Out. That's for you, Benj. <laughs>